0: Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right Right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. That is the voice of the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. You Rodrigo Mendoza is on the ones and twos for us. And you rolling with us on Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Uh, you can also catch us on uh, on our various video platforms. You can search one hundred five through The Fan on YouTube. We're there. Alex Doyle seems to be okay with extending Dak Prescott uh, as, as long as uh, you don't have a no-trade clause in there the next time it comes through. I don't know how well how well the negotiations will go uh, that the Joneses will He'll get that one that, figured out. Yeah, I have a feeling that one stays, but I feel you. And then also you can see us by going to twitch.tv slash Cam. There's some folks hanging out in there as well. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll talk to uh, the homie Tim Cato from The Athletic. Talk about these Dallas Mavericks who are currently Put in all, a, a good fight up mm-hmm. against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the team that currently sit at number one in the West. The score is 44-42 in favor of your Mavericks with two minutes left to go in the first half. Good effort by, the I guess, the, the, yeah, the bench, <laughs> the bench mob. Because the real
1: starters, all five of them are, hard, are yep.
0: hurt. They're yep. all hurt. Uh, the B that, team. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And respectfully, of course, respectfully, Um, a lot of respect's been uh, hoisted and given towards this man because it's been earned. Patrick Mahomes going to yet another Super Bowl um, in his career, been to six straight AFC championship games, been successful, uh, obviously won Super Bowls, like all of these things.
1: Super Bowls four of his last five years.
0: There you go. Like all of these things, very evident. And it's not just like a, a team circumstance. He is a fantastic player, both. You know, give, giving us different versions of himself, right? We've seen early on, he just looked like a dude who just bombed over you. And teams were like, no more than that. And he's like, okay, I will surgically dissect you. I will utilize my legs. I will do all these different things. Patrick Mahomes. Within and without receivers. Absolutely. It looks like just, uh, you know, an elite all-time player probably, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I think we've gotten to a point in the league where he's, he's in a different tier. Right, really We start talking about tiers of quarterback, mm-hmm. and it's just like the Patrick Mahomes tier, and then let's start talking now for real because he has separated himself so much to the point where he's not going to be compared to his contemporaries anymore.
1: Nope. And he's beating them in their own buildings now. You know what I mean? It'd be different if, oh, they all have to go to Kansas City. Well, you should have won your damn uh, regular season games. You wouldn't have to go to Kansas City. Well, guess what? They didn't win all their games. I'm talking about Kansas City. And he's beating his contemporaries in their buildings. I'm talking about Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he and is Jill a... Burwell was hurt. He's so. an amazing player. And with that idea of him no longer being compared to contemporaries, he's being compared to all the greats of all time. Uh-huh. And so I found it interesting, like, you know, you could talk about this in, like, career to career and do all those things. And that gets a little, you know, that, that, that gets fraught because then we're starting to talk resumes and this is where we start talking about longevity versus peak and all those different things. But in a single game, one-game situation, if you're like, I got to pick a quarterback to roll with. A quarterback.
1: Is your team loaded? Or does he have to carry him? I think that, like, regardless of whether
0: uh, that's a good question. I
1: think let's go with
0: average talent
1: across, right? He's gotta carry him. Okay. Arm talent gotta carry him.
0: Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Is Patrick Mahomes the right pick? 877-881-1053. From the two and four, they say he couldn't beat Brady.
1: Yeah, they won Super Bowl, but guess what? He tried. His offensive line had him running. This you look up, Google up the stat. He ran for over five hundred yards behind the line of scrimmage on one ankle. Yeah, because his offensive line was all banged up, and they weren't even there. Yeah, and people try to blame him for that loss. I mean, I I still vividly remember the, the
0: situation where he is he is you know parallel to the ground in the air throwing a football, and like his his receivers cannot convert for him. Yep. It's one of the reasons why I absolutely despise the notion of like quarterback wins, right? The quarterback plays a very big role in these things, but there's all sorts of other things that factor in. And if you're looking to isolate the variable of how that quarterback played, the win, win or loss aspect does not tell you these things. All oh, what he does. Right? So with that being the case, though, like that's not what we really talking about. What we're really talking about, who you got, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of great quarterbacks over the course of it, a lot of different places that you can go.
1: You want to name a name and then I'll tell you who I want? um feel free to go i just i, I
0: i've been like dancing around with various got Tolos ones
1: in, yes we do uh from
0: the 214 they say it's brady or Mo- joe montana joe montana really interesting perspective joe Cool, because you know not like the biggest arm real accurate low mobility to him right
1: that's West coast offense that's interesting or okay do never, we maybe we was, but he was also clutch See, that was part of his it. like one thing okay because they were trying to say he was a system quarterback, and then he went to Kansas City and shut that nonsense down. Right. And he should have been the American League MVP. At the same time, he had come from behind victories, which you don't normally see unless you're, you know, good, real good. And so that's why he was Joe Cool. He was always calm in the moment, and he had big wins. I was at some of his Super Bowl victories. That's how old I've been. I mean, and he was just calm and collected. You heard about the story. He said, look, there's John Candy in the crowd and calm down his offensive line. I'm still taking Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so one of the names that popped up because I've always been a
0: fa- I've been always been a fan of this guy in particular even though you you know there's like big time rivalry when you talk about Brady Manning and Brady ends up being the guy that everybody beloved is beloved because they've gotten, you know, him and his teams have gotten big time wins in that like obviously m- most decorated player like you're mm-hmm. not going to he's unassailable in that way and rightfully so. But I've always loved Peyton Manning. And I, right, I, think, I think at his peak, yeah, yeah, yeah. RJ, right, yeah, 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 I guess that's fair, right? Like it's not because he went to Tennessee, though, right? Like that's not that's one of those things. But like the ways in which that dude with, you know, I, respectfully mediocre arm talent, right? The ways that like he could he could dice up anybody, you yeah. throw anything up at him, oh, yeah. and like he did not have to have like a complex game plan either. He mm-hmm. just knew exactly how to meticulously whatever you threw at him, he was going to manage this. Uh, the tough part about it is like I think also you're seeing there's other quarterbacks that that come close to that but I've always felt like he he handled this he was like the the maestro of all maestros in my mind in my estimation Real so simple. Peyton Manning comes to mind but I also wonder like if you put him in any circumstance like the lack of mobility scares me right in any circumstance like yeah. oftentimes he'll be able to handle this and if we're talking like prime he'll probably be able to get this done but the lack of mobility scares me compared to like the mobility that you get with other players particularly Someone like Patrick Mahomes.
1: I thought he was very brilliant. One word I always think of when I think of uh, Peyton Manning. Omaha! (laughs) He's always going to figure out something. But I'm still taking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Brady Brady never came to mind for you, though? I thought Brady was excellent. I thought Brady was – there are two different ways. I I read Mm -hmm. an article about how both of them are, like, brilliant and genius in their own ways. In other words, Brady could execute a plan – no matter what the plan was, and there's nothing you could do about it. Patrick Mahomes could improvise a plan, mm. and there's nothing you could do about that. And it's picky poison. It's not one is better than the other. It's like, which do you prefer? And, again, I've seen Patrick Mahomes do more with less than any quarterback I've seen. I mean, he's like, he just, just like even this season, there's no way in hell Kansas City is supposed to be back-to-back in the Super Bowl, the way they started off. And Tyreek Hill trying to get 2,000 yards in Miami. And they have no wide receivers in their wide receivers in the neutral zone. I'm like, Patrick Mahomes losing his mind on the sidelines, screaming at his own buddy, his golf buddy, Josh Allen. I mean, this is how rough his season was. And look where they are because they went to Buffalo and they went to Baltimore and they kicked their ass. Oh, this is a name that I had not considered,
0: but absolutely has some level of merit to it from the 903. If I could pick cherry pick any quarterback out of NFL history, to guide a good team. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. Just like one game scenario. Who's your who's your quarterback go to is the right answer, Patrick Mahomes? They say they're picking Andrew Luck still believe he's the best he quarterback didn't say
1: Andrew luck is it Andrew MF and luck
0: yeah but I know I am trying, to, trying I'm to be nice I'm trying to be nice and I'm also trying to stop myself from accidentally getting don't myself in well, trouble because <laughs> my brain might have read that in a way that I absolutely shouldn't have but Andrew luck right they, they said they still believe he's the best quarterback he's that they've ever seen and just got uh you know goes screwed career-wise when it comes to like o line injuries those types of things I'm that's fa- getting- Andrew luck was a fascinating player fantastic player he I just really don't was. know that the height all the way got to compared to some of these other guys that we're talking about. But I think he absolutely had the possibility of being an absolutely incredible quarterback that was kind of robbed of due to injuries. And I
1: hate to do this to him because I think he's a great guy, but woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm only saying this. Fair least, enough. And, all, and the other part about it is I didn't see enough of his work. I've seen so much Patrick Mahomes' work. Seriously, think about it. He's been to six consecutive conference championship games. He has never not been to the conference championship game, whether he's had talent around him or not, whether he's had a good defense, a raggedy defense, a great offense, a raggedy offense, running backs you can't name, some that you can. I'm just saying I'm sold. Patrick Mahomes is the guy, and someone brought up Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is great. I like Joe Burrow, but guess what? He's not Patrick Mahomes. And you can say, well, Cincinnati has this record. I don't care. Unfortunately for Joe, and Joe, I, I really, really, I really, really have mad respect for Joe Burrow. It's not like Patrick Mahomes is great and Joe Burrow sucks. No, if I had a 1A, it'd be Joe Burrow. Currently. Currently. Yeah, currently. Currently at the current crop. But no, I'm still taking Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, I think I think that Joe Burrow is a, a, a half step below, which again, I, I don't think is an insult to anybody I mean, in the league at so, this mo- yeah. moment. Like it just feels very evident that Patrick Mahomes is in the league above. And it's, that's why that's what we're talking all the time. Yeah. And with that being the case... You have something that you want no, to say? I was
1: going to say, it's, it's real simple on the chart. On you say if you have that one quarterback for one game, right? Right. I think that changes so, the so way no, that we no. do this a little bit. But right? no, really, I'm just saying, let me make my point. Sure. My point I'm trying to make is on Joe Burrow. If you say, okay, I already got Patrick Mahomes. Well, I guess I'll have to take Joe Burrow. That's how good he is. I like some Joe Burrow, but he's not
0: Patrick Mahomes. That's fair. Um, some other names that came up here. Um, and I'm always really careful, like, for guys that I did not absolutely see, mm-hmm. because, again, this is where, like, just utilizing stats is not the easiest. Like, there's so much other context. There's so much
1: more. Troy, someone mentioned Troy Aikman. He was very, very good. And let me tell you why people under, underestimate him. Okay. Because they always just like to say, oh, if I had that offensive line and and Emmitt Smith behind me and throw to Michael Irvin, yeah, and had that great defense. Anybody. This is how great Troy Aikman was. He was not a bus driver. He was not a game manager. But because he had all of that talent, he had to kind of – Play within himself. In other words, he could he could have easily flashed off his arm. His passes were always on the numbers, always bullets. Mm-hmm. And there were people who were cowboy fans. He's not as good as Roger Staubach. He could he, he didn't bring anybody from behind. He didn't have to. In other words, they try to nitpick Troy because he didn't have to carry a team. He could. He had the insane arm talent, but for him to play within himself. And I say, F y'all, I'm going to freelance. See what I'm saying? Sure. He was disciplined enough to say, you know what? I want some rings. I'm going to play what the game plan shows me. I, I love where we're going now because people are getting outside of just the,
0: the ideas of just the absolute, you know, the ones that we consider absolute greats, untouchable. One of the names that came up for me, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. You talk about a one-game oh, yeah. sample size and the various ways that he can. Very skilled player. So that was one well, of the names that came up for me. very smart absolutely how about this um from the 214 in one game randall cunningham for real i was like yo
1: that's a great name That's a great name he actually i saw him i'm not lying he was sitting on the field on like the 15 yard line and i'm not talking about in a game this is like warm-ups this is philadelphia he was sitting on the ground and threw it into the end zone the other end zone yeah that was like Strong 85 arm. yards Oh my God!
0: It can run. It's what made it really fun when he when he ended up in Minnesota with See, that's Randy what Moss. Kills me. Woof, I, I, that was woof,
1: my regret. My, that was my regret team. Remember, I regretted that Minnesota did not make it to the Super Bowl to play the Denver Broncos, where Minnesota was fifteen and one, and Broncos was like fourteen and two. Mm-hmm. I hated that matchup. I hated them Dirty Birds for that.
0: All right, the so one of the people that mentioned Troy also mentioned Warren Moon and Roger Stahlbach.
1: Both those guys were great too. And someone just. Uh, 903 says, Troy was great unless the ball was wet. He did not like a wet football. Yeah. He, it wasn't that it messed him up. It's just because he – let me tell you what. Troy was the quarterback that didn't hold the ball by the laces. Oh, he held he it towards the back. it. Yeah. He so. just gripped it and ripped it. So if the ball was wet, he just was unhappy about
0: it. Oh, that's interesting. If we're talking one game, people say, give me prime Mike Vick. Michael Vick.
1: Man, it, shoot. I mean, Michael that's Vick real game-breaker game. stuff at this uh-huh. point. One game, um, one game. So Elway. The, the, I mean, you can go down the list. There's a lot of guys. I'm still taking. Patrick you're Mahomes. still that. He
0: is the answer for you.
1: That's he incredible. Is. And the reason, I mean, it could be some recency bias, and it I might will, be. It's but fair. I will say this: I can at least say I've seen in person all these names you're throwing out. Yeah. All these names that you're throwing out, I've been fortunate enough over time to actually see them play in great games.
0: <laughs>
1: and of course, important answer: Steve DeBerg.
0: Steve. Steve de DeBerg. That's Corey right. Major. Shout out to somebody who knows the mm-hmm. bit. Appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, that it does feel like even if you're not willing to say absolutely the single correct answer. Also, someone mentioned uh Steve Young. Accurate, mobile, yep. love it. Love yep. that as an idea. Steve Mare pops up 2014 Romo. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I put him in the same place as a lot of these guys, but fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I think even if Patrick Mahomes isn't the absolute answer, I think it says so much about what he has done already. Yes. Not even – is did he has he turned 30 yet? Not even 30 at this point. Mm-hmm. And he has made it abundantly clear that he, he belongs alongside and maybe ahead of a lot of these guys, at the very least, when it comes to just, like, peak performance. And have we even seen his peak yet?
1: Not really because he's still getting – I mean, he can still do it even more. I mean, every time you think, okay, this is going to be the bad year, this is the year he comes down to – He always figures out a different way to attack a scheme or a different way to (laughs) – and he's got that dog in him Sorry,
0: I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at this person from the 757 who says if if it's one game, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that person is doing this to to annoy me. Because this is the thing. If Ryan Fitzpatrick in one game, he absolutely can do the thing where he like – (laughs) <laughs> four or five touchdowns and all those things. The problem is he could absolutely do the also absolutely do the thing where he throws five interceptions and mm-hmm. then you look real silly, don't you? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh from the from the two and four, Jamarcus Russell. Okay, now we're doing jokes.
1: Okay, if you get the purple now drink, now we're doing bits. He, it, it depends on how much purple drank he done drank. Eh,
0: if you want to keep texting him in, keep texting him in. 877 881 1053. Boy, ben it Roethlisberger, was hard to bring him down, but no. yeah, he looked he looked like a a, a stampeding uh, skyscraper when he was playing back there, didn't he? Let's
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so get right right here on one hundred five through the fan. Appreciate you rolling with us on this Wednesday evening. Coming up next, we talk to our friend from the Athletic. His name is his name is Tim Cato. He talks about the Mavericks, and that's what, exactly what we'll discuss next on the fan. So get right, right here on 105 through The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Gotcha Thanks for rolling with us on a Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Currently, your Mavs taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road. They're only down by four, even though they're missing five whole players, all starters mm-hmm. on this team. 52-48 is the score at halftime. And for your halftime treat, we will, uh, I, I mean, really, he's joining us on our video you can see him 105 through the fan on youtube twitch.tv slash dallas fan cam but for the benefit of uh the sponsor i'll say he joins us via the dnm leasing hotline um his name is tim cato he works for the athletic tim are you are you good to like play because it seems like people we're dropping like flies over uh when it comes to the you dallas man
2: i i played a little pickup last night okay. uh, i do have a little bit of handles my jump shot, I still, still trying to get it back to where it used to be. I took a few years off of playing, and you know, that's a bad thing to do in your late 20s. But I was I was getting some buckets last night. Tim okay. Shem got.
0: Yeah. Cause it, it seems like in addition <laughs> to people being hurt, people are getting hit in the face a whole bunch in Minnesota tonight. So yeah, just, just be on, be ready to go just in case.
2: I, I almost nut nutmeg, my, nutmegged my friend last night. <laughs> I was so close to pulling it off. So I try, I try to stuff. I try stuff.
0: It, I mean, First of all, just watching the first half of this game, how impressive has it been seeing these guys who are, you know, the bench mob come in, play against the number one team in the West, and kind of really compete, especially considering how inconsistent some of these guys have been?
2: Really impressive. It's, it's, I was not expecting this. Uh, the, all credit to the to the bench players who step up, uh, have stepped up. Minnesota, I know they're better than they've played the Mavs, but they have not, played the Mavs very impressively at any point this season, in my opinion. And Josh Green remains the str- one of the strangest players I've ever yes. watched. Uh, I thought Mavs Moneyball's Josh bow he tweeted this, and I've said very similar things in the past, but he tweeted this earlier tonight. It's not just that Josh Green looks better when, when Luca and Kyrie are not on the floor. He looks like a completely different player. <laughs> and I thought that was so right, and it's something I've said a yeah. lot. He is a... Strange player to watch to try to understand how does all these different things he does well, like when they translate, how they translate. It's it's such a fascinating and confusing thing to watch. But uh, he's been good tonight. So
0: so with those things, I mean, considering him, I mean, Jaden Hardy is another one of those players that's, you know, sometimes incredible and sometimes just a little quiet. Uh, With those things, as you head towards the trade deadline, these guys were kind of the question marks that you have as maybe potential trade circumstances. Where do you feel like they stand or where do you think they should stand when it comes to whether or not those guys are trade candidates or whether those guys are untouchable in a way?
2: I mean, the annoying answer is it depends on the deal. It depends on, you know, what you're actually looking at. I, I think that they're available, but I don't know. How much they're available? I think that all of those players you named would have been available for a Pascal Siakam, mm. but that was not something that you know Toronto looked at and, mm-hmm. and decided this was enough. I think the same thing certainly goes for uh, Ananobi, and you know are those guys available for a PJ Washington? I have a lot less faith that that's the case. Um, you know, maybe maybe one of them, maybe Hardy. Um, you know, but we don't even know that for sure. You know, it's, you know, like the Mavericks are buyers and they're active, but being active buyers does not mean they have anything that another team is willing to give up for a player that Dallas wants. I think it's likelier than not that, that it's going to be either a very small move for maybe a, a, like a backup big or, or, or just a completely quiet trade deadline for Dallas. But you know it's it's you know when i say likelier likelier than not that could be 55 you know 45 or 60 40 so i know they're active i know they're interested in buying i know what they want which is you know tall fours mm-hmm. and that's what they should be wanting the question is you know do any of them on the market that are available move the needle in a way that you're willing to give up players and picks for and you know if if they don't then are they available for a much smaller deal and I'm not sure any of those players are.
1: You've been watching them all year long. Are you surprised that they've won twenty five games with all these different injuries, or are you not impressed at all?
2: Of course I'm impressed. You know, I, I after last season, you know, how how can you not be? <laughs> That's the way I, think I look that that at it this... too,
1: but some people are like, ah. right. Uh
2: you know, impressed, uh yes, it is it has been a it has been an impressive season in context. It has not been an impressive season, you know, just straight up, in my opinion. You know, a few games over 500, you know, some, some good wins, some bad losses. I think that the floor of this team has been dr- drastically raised from what it was last season. I think they have more defenders. I think Derek Lively alone really raises the floor of what this team is able to do, um, what, what it's able to be, just having a consistent big man center. You know, who is who is impressed, you know, talk about someone who has objectively impressed, you know, like I know we've been talking about this guy all season, but, you know, impressive both ends of the f- floor, uh, you know, maybe even more impressive offensively than defensively so far. And and that's even acknowledging that he has a huge defensive, uh, you know, upside and and ceiling to him. So I I am very curious to see whether this team can impress me outright once they finally get healthy obviously in this game you know the five starters that i you know the the starting lineup that i think they're going to end up with down the stretch of the season assuming they can finally get healthy you know all five of those players are out and so that's really the remaining question for this team it's just what is uh you know what are they going to look like are they going to show a bit more upside and ceiling if they can get these five players together um and and how does that go but but at minimum this is not a team that's going to flame out and collapse it's it's a team that's that's going to be solid and it's going to play you know a few games over 500 I I'm convinced of that at at at, you know at least that's what they're going to that's how they're going to finish the season
0: we're talking to Tim Cato of the Athletic he covers the Mavericks for the Athletic and we're talking to him right here on 105 through the fan. Tim, someone just texted in the idea that Josh Green, Jaden Hardy are better when Luka is out because kid parks them in the corner to do nothing but be spot-up shooters. And that that kind of leads to an idea that I was, you know, kind of ruminating on with this team and the way that they're built. Not even talking about, like, the talent capabilities, but do you, is there any chance or what is the chance that the, the way that this team is going around building their team, especially when you look at the ways that Kyrie and Luka take a lot of the usage and the way that it shapes some of their other players, Is it built wrong or is it just kind of incomplete in the way that they're building it right now?
2: I I get the sentiment. You know, I understand, like, you know, the person who texted and and I've seen many, many more people kind of share this thought. But I'm sorry. Josh Green, you're a role player. Yeah. Luka Doncic, you're a top five player in the NBA. This is how it is. This is how it goes. Is there room for marginal, you know, reshaping of how Dallas works? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, potentially, probably not this season. But I think with each passing year, it would probably be in Luka's best interest to find ways to be, you know, give up the ball just a little bit less with each year and find ways to be effective off the ball. But ultimately, there's no team that you go to that has a lead guard who is their best player. You know, there are, there are teams that look different because they generate offense from threes and fours who are not just so pick and roll dominant. That's who Luka is, and Luka gets the ball to do that. And that is how the NBA works. It's not just how Luka works. Yes, he can be a little bit better about this. And I think he's been a little bit better about this this season, especially with his willingness to take catch and shoot threes. But at some point, Josh Green, you know, he either needs to go to a bad team or he can have the ball more, but he's, you know, he's not going to be a star. He's not going to be a first, second, third option on any team unless it's a bad team, or he needs to learn to be more effective sometimes without touching the ball as much as he's going to touch it in a game like this. That is simply how it works for role players, and that is simply how it works for lead ball handlers. So, yes, marginally, big picture, no.
1: I love your breakdown. Can I ask you this? With that being said, are some of the guys on this team guilty of watching Luca's greatness? In other words, they're not, quote-unquote, totally standing around, but it's like, they're like so much – I only bring this up because I think I, I mentioned this over the weekend that I watched this Nolan Ryan documentary and they talked about how Nolan mm-hmm. Ryan never won a bunch of games, never won the Cy Young, and his teammates at that time, they were interviewing them years later like, we were watching him. We were so busy watching him, and we knew once he stepped on the mound, we wouldn't have to do that much offensively. We It was going to be – and we just got caught up watching him. So I was actually wondering, do you think some of these guys – spend a lot of time watching the greatness of Luca instead of doing the little things that maybe they could help the team with more
2: that's a hard thing to know um what I'll say about the idea is that yes that is absolutely something that can happen to to young players who are on a yeah young you know, players. Mm-hmm. You know yeah yeah young players looking up to to Luca and even more so than that young players looking up to Kyrie and being like this guy is My peer, Mm -hmm. you know, just in terms of like, he's, he's my coworker. I can't believe, you know, he's my coworker at this company. Like that is a, and and Jason Kidd has actually talked about this. And I, and I think, you know, really smartly he's, he's said a few things about, you know, how it is easy to get kind of odd, even, even being a teammate of one of these guys, it it can be easy to get odd. I I would say, but I would say Jason Kidd and, and the coaching staff is ultimately responsible for making sure players play the same way. You know whether they're on the court with Luca or not. So that there might be a little bit of that. I, I don't think I've seen it as you know a enormous theme of the season or anything like that. But but there might be a little bit of that, and there might be you know even on an individual basis. Like clearly, Josh Green seems to play more confidently when you know he can touch the ball, and so you know that's an individual thing for him to work on. Whether that includes you know some sort of awe or you know, I don't think that's the case for him. He's been around since Luca's rookie year. Oh, yeah. You know, they're friends. I think for him, it's it's more just touching the ball, and then vice versa. You know, I think there's definitely players who are dragged down when Luca is is not engaged. When when Luca oh, is arguing with ref, frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that is something that absolutely drags down the players on on the team, especially the young ones. Um, you know, and and that's something that as they grow and mature, they can learn to to move past that, but. You know that that is something Luka should be better at, and certainly for more of the season than Nadie Asman. Even if there's been a couple notable instances in the past couple of weeks, but but again, I mean, this is a guy who just scored 73. I don't want to I don't want to spend too long on you know we're talking about nuanced uh, constructive criticism, uh, and I kind of took a sidebar from your question, so back to y'all.
0: No, I, I appreciate that oh, uh, yeah, Tim because <laughs> it feeds into one of the things that's been plaguing this team, which is defense and particularly the effort defensively. And how that changes the way that the production's defensively uh, comes out. Like the tough part about this is, I, I don't even know does where does the where does the blame, for lack of a better word, lay with that? Because obviously there needs to be some level of individual motivation. But Jason Kidd is the guy who's ultimately responsible for all of this, and it seems like he's just constantly gone to the idea that they've got to find it within.
2: Yeah, in the in the last game they played uh, against uh, Orlando. Uh Jason Kidd said that, you know, he really went at the team or or really really, you know, yelled at them, challenged them, whatever word you want to use at halftime. And they did come out and they showed that. I I, I think that at times, absolutely, you know, effort and you know the NBA, playing defense in the NBA is about effort. I, I do think that it's 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 a complicated, it's a tricky one because a lot of when Dallas plays Good defense is when they're playing good offense. Some of that is natural effort, momentum swings, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Some of that is is not really this esoteric, you know, uh, high minded thing. Some of this is literally just the facts of what happens when you're playing bad offense. When you miss threes, especially when you miss corner threes, it is often because someone drove into the room, uh, drove into the lane, usually Luca. Luca's momentum is taking him to the baseline. Uh, You know, the ball goes out to the corner and you have a a corner shooter engaged in a basketball action. All of a sudden, if that is a missed shot, it might go long. It might be a long rebound. That's easier to run with. Um, And if you're instantly, you know, if the opponent is instantly running with it, you have two players at the baseline or even behind the baseline who now have to catch up into Mm -hmm. the play. And so because Dallas shoots so many threes, because threes are more likely to lead to long rebounds, uh, because corner threes especially are, are the likeliest way to get run on, um, other than live ball turnovers. You know, that, that is something where when the team is struggling offensively, you can see them struggle defensively as well. And so, yeah, there's some emotional momentum swings that go to that. And then there's just some effort that they, they need to do better, which, you know, for example, Orlando was a good example of that. But it's also something just baked into the way that this team plays.
1: There's one guy on this team. I like him as a person. He scares the hell out of me. You know who I'm talking about?
2: Ooh. He wears number that 10. Could, that could be a couple. That could be. I'm so bad at numbers. Tim, I literally don't know who. They're. Tim Hardaway Jr.
1: <laughs> he scares <laughs> okay, the okay. hell out of me because right. he's either on or he's off. And it is a scary thought when he is off because he's still shooting. What are your thoughts about Tim? And do you see him... Going into the season, a lot of people thought he might get traded at some point because the contract was friendly and he's just a, a pure shooter. At the same time, he's the he's the leading scorer in the NBA coming off the bench. It's like a good problem to have, but he just scares the hell out of me. I don't know. How do you, how do you see his role? And, I mean, how do you feel about Tim Hardaway Jr.?
2: Yeah, it's I, – I think that for Dallas to reach a championship – level he is probably a player they're going to have to move on from I just think it's a lot harder to move on from a player like that than you know some some might think and someone who shoots that many threes who is that prolific of a catch and shoot guy who has that sort of gravity around him that's so important to the Dallas offense you know I I don't have you know I haven't pulled the the plus minus numbers on off numbers recently but you know that's a that's a big part of it is that you know when you know, when he's on the court, the offense trends up. Now, the defense trends up and trends up in a bad way, uh, as well. And and so this is a constant problem that, you know, uh, Jason Kidd finds himself with, with when he's when he's trying to put the right lineups in there. Is juggling, you know, how do we, you know, how do we put enough defensive defense mm-hmm. out there, enough offense out there? How do you know when do we mix and match? Um, which lineups that are not Tim Hardaway lineups can get enough shooting that Luca and Kyrie when he's out there can, you know, still be as good and in, you know, as as we know they are. And so I I am I'm surprised that he is not someone with a little bit more interest around the league. And, you know, he's got to be one of the most under-discussed or undervalued, or maybe not undervalued, just guy who can get 30 on any given night who doesn't have a lot of league-wide value. Um, I've talked to people who are connected really well connected to the league that are surprised by this too. So I don't anticipate him moving at, at this deadline. I, I don't think that's the type of deals that, you know, really makes sense for even, you know, the, the, the tall fours that are, that are available, but really confusing player. Uh, just inconsistent player. He's not that confusing. Josh Green is confusing. Tim Hardaway. We we get him. <laughs> no, he makes it makes sense. It's just, it, just yeah, you don't know just, yeah, what it's going yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not confusing. But, he's scary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Super nice. Super nice guy. Mm-hmm, you know, not nice not scary. Not uh, Great fashion sense. <laughs> um, started shooting layups again. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, last back. season, he could just, he could have make he was making like barely over half of his layups and he's yeah. back up to like 70 percent, which is really respectable percent. So he brings a little bit even when the shot's not falling lately. But yeah, maybe a player they got to move on from. But I, I don't think it's this year. His
0: his name is Tim Cato. He covers your Dallas Mavericks for The Athletic. And he sounds so great on these airways. One, because his information is always incredible. And two, he's got a fantastic microphone he's talking into. Appreciate you, my man.
2: Of course. Of course. Happy to anytime.
0: All right. Well, I'll take you up on that. I hope you understand that.
2: I, I know you will. Very good. I, I didn't say that lightly. I meant Dam- it.
0: Very good. Uh in fact, I'll I'll send you a text here shortly. We'll we'll get some booked up here soon. <laughs> Damn you to man. Appreciate Don't you, Tim. Uh it's the get right right here on 1053 the fan. Coming up next. Um, in honor of Damian Lillard, what would you name what would you want named after you? 877-881-1053. We'll discuss next on the fan.
1: To so get right right
0: here on one hundred and five through the fan Reginald Netatula alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us here um, on a Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Your Mavs taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves in uh, Minnesota, in Minneapolis. And right now, the Timberwolves starting to open up a lead a little bit. It's a 14-point lead right now, 81-67, uh, as they near the end of the third quarter there. Remember, five starters, five starters out. For your Dallas Mavericks. So bench mob handling business up there on this evening. Uh, but right now on the get right, what in honor of Dame Lillard, what would you want named after you? 877-881-1053. Uh just to explain what's happening. Obviously, uh, Damian Lillard, guard in the NBA, plays for the Milwaukee Bucks now. Used to play for the Portland Trailblazers. In fact, tonight he's returning to Portland for the first time since not really? being a player for the Trailblazers. That's right. Yeah, they're they're playing uh, the Bucks playing the Trailblazers in Portland. But uh, yesterday, in fact, uh, he was locally in there. Obviously, Damian Lillard is signed to Adidas, right? Mm-hmm. So he has the shoe deal. He has a shoe brand, all mm-hmm. those things. And he's been represented by them, or they've represented him, however you want to say that, uh, for 11 years. And so yesterday, on their Portland headquarters campus, uh, the Adidas, they have a basketball court. And a mm-hmm. basketball gym or whatever they trying to be like nike and yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely i i mean i imagine that does a lot of things yeah. for uh nike, for nike got a
1: campus of them portland too
0: absolutely and so damien they named that court damien lillard court and so okay. it's it's in a building there in their north mm-hmm. american headquarters in portland so you, he, he gets this thing named after him and it feels like it's it fits but if you had if you had to have one thing named after you what would it be like i was just i tried to start thinking about that like and I, I guess I don't know if it's like, hey, what what would be appropriate to be named after you or what would you just want? Right? Because I feel like those don't have to be the same thing, right? Um You know what I mean? Like, okay, so we obviously work in radio. So uh-huh. you think if if they name something after like CA, because obviously three time Hall of Fame are probably some more working on it right now, right? Mm-hmm, I'm happy you, you, <laughs> you said no, Although we don't need any more Hall down. of Fames. Uh, four-time, four-time Hall of Famer. Right, right, right. Uh, but it feels like they would name like I don't know, a radio booth, like the Brad Sham Radio Booth, oh, the yeah, AT&T Stadium, that, or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. But like maybe, maybe you're not, you're not feeling a radio booth. Maybe you want to be, you know, want to have something else named after you. I don't know what what various things you
1: could have named. after I'd you. want a tombstone named them. Okay, don't all right, I'm down there. But
0: I was okay. I was like, that's. <laughs> I was like, that's that got real morbid. Okay. No, I was no, like, I hope you don't I'm have down to. There.
1: I mean, I might want to be sprinkled. Okay. And I might want to be uh, ashes. You know what? Fair enough. But a tombstone would be nice. Oh, like the, and guess what the tombstone would say? What would it say? Got you down.
0: Oh well, yeah, I guess so. Could could we have the uh, the Chris Arnold Cemetery? Like, would you want that? You would you would want like the cemetery? No, yeah, just just the tombstone. Just one tombstone. Just
1: the tombstone where I'm, where people come come by and leave some flowers or spit on it, whatever they want to do. Oh wow, okay, all right. I'm covering all the bases.
0: Rodrigo, is there something that came to mind for you? Uh, from the two and four, they said they want a city named after them. Okay, this is a Ooh, great answer. Another
1: two and four says a street. I feel
2: like that's the yeah, that's street. a really good one. Dirk
1: Nowitzki Way. That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: Street is very commonplace. Like Mendoza Way would be like a really nice one. But um, not
0: not everybody knows, right? Like, have yeah. you ever seen some street and be like, "That's clearly named after someone," but I have no idea who that person is?
2: Yeah, and then you, or like you got like Cesar Chavez Boulevard downtown, and it's like right. you
0: know who that's named after. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Um. I mean. I've, it's it's one of two things I think for me it's either a street or maybe like a, a soccer field because I I I love soccer a lot and like that's like that's always been my main like go to so I feel like
1: if Toyota Stadium had to be renamed
0: oh look at you yeah
1: go big time why not I like it I you like know it what? you It's funny you mentioned the street because. We talk about street. Oh, here dark. we go.
0: CA has a street named after him somewhere. No, I don't. Oh, okay. I'm I was just, just saying. I'm, just, I'm getting here. ahead of it because I feel like there's got to be something no, named after no, you No, there's already. nothing named after Chris it.
1: Arnold Way. <laughs> no, I don't even have my kid's named after that. Last name only. I would not do a junior. No, I didn't want to do that. I, I'm with you on that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I want my son to have his own independent name. His name is Alexander. Alexander Ethan Arnold. There you go. But where I was going to go with this on the street whole thing is I noticed here. down here in Texas, or at least North Texas, uh-huh. they named them highways after people. That's right. Tom Landry Way. They got, they got, George George Bush Highway, 20, I-20 is, part of I-20 is Ronald Reagan that's, Highway. That's true. They, they even have, okay, they've got names of highways. You don't even know who the people are. And you have to find out. If you're new to town, you don't know who Woodall Rogers is. That's right. You don't know. I'm telling you. You don't know who some of the. Just name some of these highways. Like what? You know the the, the Bush Freeway. Stemmons you know, was a was a
0: yes Dallas Simmons, that's uh, a, Dallas a mayor or something. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember who, who Marvin he was. D. Love. I yeah. mean, I'm on and on. Oh, they, they didn't just name that after the concept of love. Love Field. They no, just got oh. named Marvin. Oh, okay. Well, Marvin D. Love.
1: Apparently so. Wow, that's not to be confused. Marvin F. Love. Okay. Okay. Oh, cool. The Love family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's an actual name and not a joke because that be... I'm just telling you. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I don't know. That's I'm just clearing this up.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. You move into town. <laughs> right. Well, you need to go down Marvin D. Love. Where's Marvin D. Love? Oh, that's 35. What do you mean? That's 45. Wait a minute. Take Bush. What? Which one? Yeah. Not, not George W. Bush, but George President Bush. Which one is that? 161? That's that's, yes, yeah, it's tollway. You got to...
0: Uh, how about this uh, from the six eight two? They said radio. Boo, CA is getting a school of journalism I don't named know after. About all okay, that. yeah, the the yeah Oklahoma School of Journalism. They can they can change that. They already right? got
1: they got a, they got the Oklahoma School of Journalism already named after a man. I forget his name. I'm
0: sure it is. And the new the next man that will be named after is Chris. Two one four
1: says you got to change that that tombstone to say got you six feet down.
0: Uh, yep, you know what? Hey, stay, Accurate. You? Uh, from the eight one seven. down. From the eight one seven, I'd want a presentation trophy or award named after me. Okay, okay, I like that. I yeah, like that. Raven. That's a good idea. Uh, from the five one two, a drink at the bar. Hey, five one two. Let me know An if that's Arnold just. Palmer. Pe- there you go. Right. See? Is that is that because of just what you want or is that like because it'd be apt because that's where you be? Because like if if it's for me, if if it's like, hey,
1: where do you be a lot?
0: I feel like the Whataburger drive-thru would be named the, the, the Reginald attitude, of the Whataburger Honorary, uh, Roger- drive-thru the- window because I'd be did, there all the time. You asked
1: me and you asked Rigo, what about you? What do you want named after you if you had to?
0: I think that I'm probably going the same way as this 214 goes, uh, which is like high school gymnasium right uh-huh, like yeah, you know yeah, be able to yeah, uh, yeah. you know have that connectivity to your roots in a way uh from the 214 they said uh at Bur- uh burke burnett high
1: school is that I, i'm like it's, it's a gym in there yeah
0: okay i want to make the sure six i got A2 that right say
1: you call it the rich attitude cup in nigeria oh wow now see that would be lit like, i just like I, I can't cup. imagine being so like the lombardi trophy. yeah i don't know
0: i don't the know Stanley exactly cup. what cup that would be but that would be dope from the 832 they said they want a car named after them yeah why not a ford okay yeah you know what that could work yeah i mean just make sure you, i get some residuals so of like some this. Sort, right
1: there are some women that will name their kids after cars i'm just saying i have mm. know some kids named after cars and drinks you know i'm just saying why your mama do that to you yeah she I, did
0: shut up shout out alizé and you that's right mm-hmm. um or you know what could be cool and of course it's a very another dork answer from uh your resident dork here a building, like especially like the ways the buildings are named on like college campuses, that'd mm-hmm. be kind of dope, wouldn't it? Although I feel like in order for those to happen, those don't happen because they like you. Those happen because you you drop a real you big check, you drop a real <laughs> big check money. on them, and they're like, we'll name something after you, no problem. Uh, you I can't do that for my university anymore, or if, even for my high school, because the Sky, Skyline High School's gym is taken up by somebody else. And then, um, <laughs> that I just means you guys. need more money. That's all it means. Yeah. They'll yeah. change it, they will change the name on the building. You think they will? Dan Rather. If, if you put enough, if oh, Dan, you, you're not oh, being paid. for Dan, Dan, you, Dan, Dan that's what I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, Dan Rather. You're Rutherland, right, money. You're right. <laughs> my bad.
1: You, oh, that, Dan Rather ain't going nowhere. Oh, uh, someone says the Atatula Transform, a mathematical empirical proof that momentum does not exist. You know what? You want to claim that, don't you?
0: Yeah, you know what? I will. I will. If 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 we if we can get that done, that'd be great. Oh, but the tough part about it is like within the within the like actual like physics portions of it, momentum clearly does exist, just not in the way y'all be talking about. Um from the 214, they said they want a strand of weed named after them. They hey, look, do. I appreciate it, especially less <laughs> weed. Look, especially if it's like your 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 patented brand, right? You know exactly where you're going for, right? Uh-huh. You gotta walk in there and be like, this is me. This one is mine. He's on that snoop. Y- you know? Hey. I feel you. Um a, a few people bring in. He's on that Ricky Williams. Yeah, a drink does sound fire. Somebody said being
1: a junior stinks though. I
0: like, I I think I agree with like there's a lot of pressure like Bronny, right. like
1: LeBron James right. Jr. there's that's, a lot of pressure. I would never do that to my son. i like, "You know what? I'm gonna let him be his own man." That's right.
0: That's right. Keep t- sending those in. Truckwreck.com text line 877214. <laughs> Don't forget 81- about LBJ free. That's right. That's right. LBJ
1: Freeway. Where is 635? Is you mean LBJ Freeway?
0: That's right. Uh, 877-881-1053. Keep texting those in. What would you like to be named after you in honor of the Adidas naming their gym on their campus in Portland after Dame Lillard? Uh, it's about uh, the fourth quarter is left to go in the contest in Minnesota. Your Dallas Mavericks currently trailing the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. I guess your your Dallas Mavericks bench squad uh, trailing the Timberwolves 83 to 70 right now. Uh, Jay... Josh Green, I almost called him Jalen Green. That is not the same person. Josh Green um, has 18 points. He leads all scores for your – or leads the Mavericks in scoring, I should say. Uh, Coming up next. I got to say this.
1: Tim Hardaway got 14 points. He's a shot 14 times. That's right. I swear to God.
0: That's right. These shots – that's one thing we knew. We didn't know a lot going into this game because you looked at this – you looked at what was happening. You were like, I have no idea what will happen except for one thing. Tim Hardaway Jr. going to get them shots up. And you know what? I appreciate that he never disappoints. Never disappoints. It's the get right right here. On 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next. Um, Oh gosh. The internet don't ever want to work when I say that. Is the 65 game rule a good one in the NBA? We'll talk about that and more next on The Fan.